You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, Great Lakes Gearia. It's where we've gotten all of our kettlebells. Uh, we've got our pull-up bar, uh, and you can get dumbbells and all that type of stuff. They're a Canadian company that does... Um, you know, really well-made um, uh, cast iron kettlebells, but they also do competition bells now. So great company, uh, you know, a lot of fun to work with. Um, we've been using their gear for years. Um, pretty much our entire gym <laughs> is great, like Gear equipment. Um, so very rugged uh, and stands up to me sweating all over it, never rusted. Uh, so that powder coat finish is... Uh, uh, standing up quite well on all of our kettlebells. And the great thing is, as a listener of this podcast, if you go to greatlakesgearia.com um, and use promo code LIVEWILD at checkout, you get 10% off. Um, and that ain't nothing. Because if you're buying a whole bunch of you know gym equipment or squat rack or uh, kettlebells, uh, that can get uh, to be a bit of money. Um, a very wise investment. It's a great investment in yourself. That's sort of the way we look at it. But, you know, we've got thousands of dollars of, uh, you know, weights in the basement um, and being able to save on them because we had to pay full retail because uh, <laughs> we can't use our own promo code. Kind of a bummer, huh? Um, but yes, if you use promo code LiveWild to check out at greatlakesgear.com, save 10% and get some great exercise equipment uh, and kettlebells to do the workouts you're going to hear about in the episodes. So, yeah. Thank you guys for both listening and thanks Great Lakes Gear for sponsoring the show. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio, the fitness and adventure podcast. Yeah, I'm going to have to get used to saying that. But uh, today, um, last week we talked about the Gen X Transformation Program, which is a paid program, but gives you the information about it, um, that you can have me be your coach. But if you're looking to lose some body fat, um, get in better shape, and uh, you don't want to spend any money... You're not going to have me saying, hey, why did you do your workout um, and answering your questions? Although if you said questions and I answer them anyway, but uh, this episode is called the fat loss cheat code. Um, and what it is, is a four week uh, fat loss program. Um, it can be the start of a longer one, like you can use the same techniques, but I like to keep um, part of this. Uh, just down to four weeks. Um, and the reason is one of the keys to it is relatively high volume, um, kettlebell swings five days a week. Um, this isn't, uh, Dan John's 10,000 swing challenge where you do 10,000 swings in a month in four weeks, but it is still a pretty high volume, um, you know, of kettlebell swings. Uh, five days a week, three strength training workouts. I'll get into the specifics in a minute. And then uh, some of my favorite um, caloric restriction techniques as far as diet goes, because um, I'm shit at counting calories personally. 
Um, and even if you count calories, one of the big problems you run into is unless you're, you know, using a drug dealer scale <laughs> and weighing every single ingredient and everything that goes into your food, it's hard to really know exactly how much you ate, right? So, um, just as guesses of how much, uh, how many calories you are burning a day is an approximation, how many calories you eat a day, um, generally will end up being an approximation as well. Um, and what I found is that it's a very, very small percentage of people that are successful counting calories. Uh, whereas the techniques I'm going to outlay for your nutrition strategy, um, seem to work for the vast majority of people I get doing them. So if you want to be successful, it is do what successful people have done. Um, it's a good place to start at least. Um, so we're going to start with the exercise component here. Um, three, uh, half hour strength training sessions a week. Um, they're going to be EMOM style cause those demand a big caloric burn. Um, and if you wanted to do this program like Monday to Friday and just be active on the weekend, you could do that. Um, uh, it'll be pretty demanding, but you might enjoy the weekend for recovery. Just walk and go for bike rides on the weekend. But here's how it goes. Um, uh, because you're doing a ton of kettlebell swings throughout the week, um, we're not putting any hip hinging movements in um, to your strength program. So you have a pull movement, a push movement, and a squat. Uh, when uh, you know, you're know you done listening to this, if you go into the show notes, you'll be able to get a link to download a PDF that breaks it all down. But the way that we've got it going um, is you will do... Uh, a pull up, um, and if you can't do pull ups, um, then put a band around the pull up bar to reduce your weight. You pull it down, put your foot in it, and it takes a bunch of your weight off. Um, and you're going to be doing week one, it sets a four, week two, sets of five, week three, sets of six, and week four, sets of seven. Uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, and then you're going to do a pushing movement. Um, I like uh, to use a, uh, in this particular case, I do a banded push-up, so, um, but you can also do an overhead press. Um, so you could do like a double kettlebell overhead press. Uh, you want to pick a load that you could do eight reps um, and hit failure. Um, it's sort of the load we're looking for all of these things. Um, so the way you'll do it, week one, you'll do sets of four, week two, sets of five, week three, sets of six, week four, sets of seven. Pretty straightforward. Um, and then the same thing with a, uh, goblet squat, only, uh, goblet squat or a double kettlebell front squat, depending on how strong you are. Um, the only thing with the squats is we're going to go a little higher reps. So you're going to start, uh, with seven, um, then second week is eight, third week is nine, fourth week is 10. Um, anytime I find a lower body, both from a hypertrophy, like muscle growth standpoint, responds well to higher reps. And the more reps you do of lower body exercises, the more overall calories you're going to burn. <laughs> and obviously one of the joys of or the goals of this, not the joys, <laughs> it's definitely not a joy. 
one of the goals of this is to uh, ramp up your calorie burn. Okay, so you're going to do that workout three times a week. And uh, each week it gets a little harder because you're doing more reps per round. They're 30-minute workouts, so you're going to end up with 10 sets of each exercise. (laughs) Um, And it's just, you know, do a set of pull-ups on the first minute, uh, a set of overhead press or banded push-ups the second minute, and a set of squats the third minute, rinse and repeat for 30 minutes. Um, It'll get your heart rate up good. Um, You know, it's good at... uh, building a bit of the guns, the buns, your legs, you know, it's kind of a bit of everything. Um, And you'll run into the thing where your heart rate will stay elevated for the whole thing. So you'll see an increased caloric burn because we're using relatively short rest periods. Um, And they, because you're doing more reps per set as the weeks go on, it gets progressively more demanding. Um, And don't be surprised, uh, if you run into the thing where on your pull and push exercises, um, in the later sets um, of the later weeks, you might hit muscular failure. It's like you're getting your, you know, in the third week, your sixes, you know, all the way up to round eight. And then round nine, you only get five. And round 10, you only get four. That's perfectly fine. Um, you know, that is going to provide a lot of... Uh, stimulus for muscle growth and muscles growing um, is one of the goals we have because when you've lost fat but you've made your muscles bigger uh, a you get a bigger difference in your overall look um, although in a month there's only so much muscle you can build but secondly uh, bigger muscles give you a higher resting metabolic rate. (laughs) So even when you're not exercising a lot, you burn more calories than you would have with smaller muscles, if that makes sense. It takes more energy to maintain bigger muscles. So you can eat more without gaining body fat because this takes more to fuel. Um, It's only a small amount, but most of the time when people gain weight, unless it's at the holidays where people are pigging out, you know, um, what you often run into, it's not people like if you say are 30 pounds, 40, 50 pounds overweight, um, and I hate to say overweight because what we're concerned with is fat here. Um, unless you're on steroids, <laughs> I've never had anybody get over muscled, you know, overweight because of muscle. Um, they might be slightly at the top end of the BMI chart. Um, but you know, it's one of those things. If you got some veins in your arms and you can almost see your abs, then you're not, you know, uh, at risk of having too much body fat. (laughs) Um, Because the great thing you have with muscle is muscle is metabolically active. Um, And the types of training that works to build muscle uh, is the type that will also improve your insulin sensitivity, decreasing your risk of a lot of metabolic health issues as you get older. So um, that's number one. Uh, Then five days a week, However you want to put them in, you can put like two, you know, you can train seven days a week and do three days of the, uh, you know, strength training workouts and on, on your off days, I think there's one overlap. You could do your kettlebell swings. You could do them Monday to Friday. I don't care. Um, what you're going to do 
is uh, a, just depending on the weight you choose, a 10 to 20 minute EMOM because you want to accumulate a total of 200 swings a day. Um, now, going into this, this is assuming you know how to kettlebell swing properly. <laughs> um, uh, it's sort of when you talk about sort of a general program like this, um, I go into it with certain prerequisites, right? You obviously have to know how to swing your kettlebell safely. Um, but there's sort of some magic with high volume swings. You get leaner, you get fitter, and you end up with an ass for days because <laughs> kettlebells, you know, or uh, kettlebell swings in particular <coughs> are a hamstring, butt, lower back <laughs> um, exercise. It's a hip hinge. Um, and so you end up uh, developing what we in the community call kettlebell booty. Um, because nobody who works with kettlebells for years does not fill out their jeans in the backside. Um, you know, if you're one of those flat ass people do mountains of kettlebell swings and good things happen. So the way I like to set them up initially, uh, is for guys, it's going to be like a 20 to 28 kilo kettlebell. Um, for women generally like 12 to 20, um, cause a lot of it swinging a kettlebell, it has to do with how heavy you are too. Um, it's easier to swing a heavier kettlebell if you're heavier. Um, and so, you know, what I want is good quality reps. I'm not super concerned with the weight. Um, unless, you know, you do a, say, you know, you do your first workout with, uh, a 16 kilo and you run into the thing where, you're not breathing <laughs> like it wasn't work at all. You're not feeling any burn in your butt, no burn in your grip. Um, your heart rate's not gone up. Then that's a sign to go up to the next, uh, try the next heavier kettlebell. Like if you did a 16, try a 20. Um, and so what you'll do, you can do it two different ways. Um, 10 sets of 20 or 20 sets of 10. Still ends up, uh, the 10 sets of 20, um, 20 kettlebell swings takes about 30 seconds. So it would be a 10 minute EMOM, roughly 30 seconds on 30 seconds rest for 10 minutes. Um, and that knocks off 200 swings. Uh, if you want to go a little heavier, 20 sets of 10, um, that will just take you 20 minutes, 10 reps, which takes about 15 seconds, 45 seconds rest, repeat that 20 times. You've got your 200 swings. So, um, when I do this program, um, I will alternate my days. I'll do higher reps with like a 24 kilo. I'll do the 20 reps in 10 minutes, um, or 20 reps per set times 10 minutes. And then, uh, a couple of times a week. So I'll do that three of the five days and two of the other days I'll do the 10 reps with a 28 or 32 kilo. Um, and you're kind of waving your load that way. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously you're getting more rest um, because it's taking you more sets to do that number, but you're doing it with a heavier load. Or you can even just, if you want to have hard and easy days, use the same weight. Um, you just end up with longer days and shorter days. The shorter days will in the moment seem harder, but the shorter, um, the longer days will be a little bit easier, but they're longer. You know, so, uh, in the PDF that I'll have for download um, with this episode, uh, called fat loss cheat code, um, you'll be able to 
wrap your head around that pretty quickly. Like I get into explaining the swings. Um, and that combination, you know, you're hitting your full body, your push pull squat, um, three times a week, like Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then five days a week, you're getting in your swings, getting your heart rate up. Um, you basically combine that with whatever amount of walking, bike riding, anything that just gradually gets you just moving more. Um, if you can go for a walk in the morning and a walk in the evening, um, you know, park a little further from work, uh, park at the far side of the shopping mall parking lot. So you got to walk a little further to get into Costco or whatever. Um, all of those things are just movement. They're not going to do a lot to get you fitter because you're not seeing a big elevated heart rate, but the benefit you run into is you're just burning more calories. Moving burns more calories than sitting. Um, and this is one of the, if you want to call it sort of downfalls of living in an information economy, um, most people who make really good money, right, and by the time you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, is usually when you've gotten to the point of management and those types of things, um, your job usually involves you sitting more. <laughs> Where, you know, if you, you know, unless you're like a mail carrier, um, and I've never really seen any obese mail carriers. So that kind of tells you something, doesn't it? Um, you know, I get lots of them that I've seen that complain about their feet hurting all the time. Cause you know, when you're doing 20 K a day, uh, but, uh, it goes to show they're not super jacked or anything unless they train outside of their mail carrying. But it's a, it's a job that because you're doing a lot of activity and you're carrying a load, like you've got your mail bag, um, it burns a bunch of calories every day. Right. So that's what humans are meant to do. Like we're hunter gatherers by, you know, uh, ancestry. So we did a lot of hunting and a lot of gathering and gathering. Both of those involve walking a lot, some running, some carrying, you know, and the downfall of sort of modern civilization is you've got to replace that movement because our needs for activity to be healthy have not uh, evolved out of us, <laughs> even though the need to do that on a daily basis isn't there, um, or the, you know, like to survive. So we have to add it in. Um, so as you can see, like the training part of it's really straightforward three days a week, uh, 30 minute EMOM of, you know, push, pull squat and five days a week, 200 kettlebell swings. However you get there. If you want to be a maniac and do four sets of 50, go nuts. <laughs> um, you know, you wouldn't want to ever do that more than once a week, though, because God damn it, it's hard on your hands. Like, you get your forearms pumped like you've been rock climbing. Um, you know, but again, if you're time limited, four sets of 50 with a couple minutes rest in between, you'll knock that off and pretty quickly. Um, so that is the exercise component, the movement component. Um, so then our other part, and these are the three tips, um, that I want you to focus on from a fat loss standpoint, stupidly simple. Okay. Um, number one is, uh, get one gram of protein per pound of body weight up to 200 pounds or 200 grams. Um, if you're like 250 pounds, 200 grams is still fine. Um, so that does a couple of things. Number one, um, you know, protein tends to make you feel full longer, so you won't have cravings to snack as much. Um, 
proteins necessary for building muscle. Um, the amino acids are necessary for like a bunch of different functions throughout the body. Um, then you'll run into the benefit that, uh, protein seems to raise body temperature. Um, and raising your body temperature is a sign that your metabolism's picked up. Um, you know, the same as exercising raises your body temperature. Um, that's why people get the meat sweats when they go to the Brazilian barbecue and they eat like all of the meats. Um, cause it's predominantly protein. Um, and the other benefit is protein seems to have a insulin, um, moderating effect as well. Um, and basically high insulin levels have a bunch of negative health consequences. Um, so what we run into by sort of moderating insulin, uh, because even when you eat some carbohydrates, eating a lot of protein with every meal, um, and then adding in some protein shakes kind of thing, I find tends to, uh, you know, and this is based on the, uh, uh the research and the studies on it, um, slow down the absorption of carbohydrates. So therefore moderate the amount of insulin your body puts out. So that's point number one for nutrition is focus on the protein. Um, number two, uh, even if only like uh, a few days a week, um, try intermittent fasting, which is skip breakfast. Um, somehow we got this idea and maybe it's from farmers. I don't know. Um, uh, you know, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> There's no validity to that. Um, if, you know, in the first couple of days, you might sort of crave something. Um, if you do, have a protein shake, you know. Um, just a whey protein, uh, isolate, no carbs or very low carbs. Um, I find that'll keep me full. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Got a little tickle. Um but then from there, uh, you know, if you narrow your eating window, you just ne uh, generally tend to eat fewer calories. Like if you normally eat your first meal at seven and your last meal at seven, um, if you then move your first meal to noon uh, instead of at seven, um, you know, you can have some like black coffee in the morning, uh, you know, lots of water. Anytime you're hungry, drink some water. Cause like hunger goes away, right? Like, you know, if, if it stayed, we would just be starving all the time. But the hunger signal, if you ignore it for a little bit, um, especially, you know, drink 500 milliliters or two cups of water, I, it really dampens it. Um, and so by narrowing your feeding window, you generally tend to consume fewer calories. Um, and this I find works really, really well. Um, and then finally, uh, and I do have one bonus that I'm going to throw in because it's always worked for me. Um, but then finally, uh, a trick that I find, um, highly, highly effective from a psychological standpoint is take a photo of everything you eat because it makes you conscious of what you eat. A lot of times it's the snacking that kills people, um, uh, you know, as far as like fat loss goals, um, so if it's one of these things where now you're holding yourself accountable, it's like, oh, okay, shit, I got to take a pic. Would I want anybody to see this? You know? And if the answer is no, then, you know, that, that 
um, taking the the minute to take your phone out to take that picture um, could make such a difference. Uh, and the other uh, element to that one that makes it even more effective is um, if you have a personal trainer, set it up with them so you send them a photo of everything you eat um, or get a check-in buddy, like an accountability friend. Maybe you've got somebody else who's kind of your partner in trying to lose weight, whether it's your actual like romantic partner or you know, you and a friend at work are both like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to lose some body fat. Um, having somebody, <coughs> excuse me, that holds you accountable. Just needed a sip of water there. Um, having somebody that holds you accountable, you know, whether it's somebody who's paid like your personal trainer or, uh, you know, your, your accountability buddy, um, uh, that can make such a difference because um, you're not helping anybody if you pick out on donuts and then just lie that you didn't eat them, right? They're still in you. Um, but if you're honest with yourself, you're honest with your check-in buddy, um, you'll find yourself making different decisions when it comes to food. It's like, ah, I'm going to get razzed over this. I'll take the apple instead, <laughs> you know? And a lot of times, it, momentary cravings, if we just sort of can sit with them for a minute, you know, and this is the kind of thing that makes you conscious of them, it's like, okay, if I'm going to eat this, I got to take a picture of it. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> right? You know? Um, and a lot of times, you know, getting past like a, like a uh, temptation is, is a momentary thing, but if you ate it, it's in there. <laughs> you got those calories. And it's usually never, we never have temptations for, oh my God, I'm going to eat so many chicken breasts or I'm going to eat so many vegetables. Oh my God. It's like, I can't believe how much vegetables I ate. No, it's usually snacks, pastries, potato chips, burgers, uh, French fries, like everything we all know. Um, is fattening, like anything that's high in processed carbohydrates and high in fat hijacks our brain. Um, so if you can, you know, reduce the high fat and high sugar, um, things like donuts, pastries, uh, French fries, <laughs> um, any of those things that, um, are the evil triumvirate, um, cause they usually have a lot of salt in them as well. Um, you know, there's a reason why Lay's potato chip says, I bet you can't eat just one. It's because they engineered it to hijack the brain chemistry, right? So, you know, like it's not a good bet to take when they say, I bet you can't eat just one. It's because we made it that way, <laughs> that you can't eat just one. You know, um, we don't think of things like that, but like so many of the hyper palatable foods, you know, that we'd categorize as junk food. Um, and it's categorized as junk food because it's usually very calorically dense, um, hyper palatable, which means you tend to eat too much of it. And it is devoid of nutrition. You know, nobody's making potato chips that have all your vitamins and minerals, <laughs> you know? So the more of those things we can reduce by sort of holding ourselves and having somebody else hold us accountable, the more successful you'll be long-term because the more conscious you are of what you eat. So often we eat out of boredom. We eat out of um, nerves. Uh, we eat out of a sense of treating ourselves, right? And, you know, 
the the whole idea of if you have a fitness goal you want to accomplish, it means sometimes sacrificing <clears throat> um, those temptations in the short term to get a better result in the long term. Um, and you know the reality comes in is like if you if you have a problem, I don't want to say problem. Um, if you if you uh, you know make less than ideal choices occasionally, right? And we're talking, you know, uh, in small doses, less than 10% of the time, you can still make um, fat loss progress. But if you want to optimize it, the more you focus on the protein, the reducing your eating window and your food accountability, um, the better long-term luck you're going to have. And then here's my little bonus that... Uh, always works for me really well. When I'm going through periods of intermittent fasting, because I am trying to cut down on calories and get leaner, then one of the things I do is that first meal of the day, um, I buy bagged salads from Costco. Um, uh, I have a mixing bowl at work. I dump the whole bag in. Um, uh, usually um, a either a can of tuna, uh, a bag, uh, not bag, but uh, uh, part of like a third of a Costco cooked chicken, <laughs> um, or some other type of protein, um, that's relatively lean. And I just have a chicken salad or a tuna salad. Um, I like their sweet kale, uh, salads from Costco. And so, um, basically my lunches, uh, are salads with protein. Um, but, because I'm eating a mixing bowl full of salad, I'm full for hours because um, I got a lot of protein and a lot of fiber. And, you know, a, a full uh, bag of mixed salad like that where it's got cabbage and it's got carrot and it's got da, 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 all the different things in it. Um, I got my five servings of vegetables in one go too. <laughs> so you're getting a lot of micronutrients in that. Um, and we tend to have vegetables with dinner as well. So, um, I end up getting a ton of vegetables in, but it's one of those tricks that works for me because I know I would never sit down and then go through the fridge and take out the cucumber and take out the lettuce and da 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 and make a salad to take to work. I just won't do that. Right. So understanding yourself, any way you can make it easier for you to adhere to, the more likely you are to adhere to it, right? It's why I'm such a big fan of home workouts. Um, like our gym is next to my office in the basement. So it's like, okay, <laughs> um, boom. And when you're doing these shorter workouts and, you know, I'm always using a timer of some sort because um, whether it's a every minute on the minute workout or a density style workout, shout out to Charles Stolle, um, then there are set time parameters, right? So I know my workout is never going to take longer than 30 minutes. Um, the only thing I do that's longer than 30 minutes is some cardio sessions each week. Um, and so I run into the thing where it's like, okay, I go, I do some movements to warm up, do some light stuff, you know, five minutes tops, hit the timer on my phone, um, I've got them pre-programmed already in the interval timer. And then it's just like bang, 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 bang. And just every time it beeps, okay, this is our life for the next half an hour. And you just do it. 
and the first few sets are easy, right? Because you're, you know, if you're if you're doing something that you can do eight reps with, and your first set's four, well, that's pretty easy. But then your next set's four, and your next set's, and as the fatigue accumulates, the weight that you could do eight with, um, doing four with it starts to get harder and harder as you go through the workout. Um, so without using a super, super heavy weight, you can really tax yourself. You're doing a fair amount of volume because the first week of this one, the upper body exercises, you're getting 40 reps each. Uh, and you know, by the fourth week, you're getting 70 reps each. <laughs> so, you know, that volume is steadily increasing. Um, and it ends up being taxing, um, which is good because if you tax the muscle fibers, they grow. <laughs> and if you tax the muscle fibers and the, the motor units um, so that your brain learns how to fire shit better, you get stronger, right? Because the two pathways to strength are bigger muscles, right? You just have more contractile tissue um, or um, neurological efficiency. Your body fires all those fibers together. The real pathway to ultimate strength is your muscles bigger, and teach them how to work better. And one of the ways you get them to work better is a lot of practice. So with this type of workout, you're getting a lot of practice in as well. Um, and it's really kind of amazing because the because they start off feeling pretty easy um, the first few rounds. You just kind of get in a groove. And it progressively gets harder and harder towards the end. But the hard part is only a little bit at the end. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, now I'm done. <laughs> you know, catch your breath for a few minutes and get on with your day. Right? Like... Almost all of my workouts are done before I go to work in the morning. Um, uh, you know, I'll roll out of bed, you know, go downstairs, uh, you know, and just get it out of the way. Um, and then you got your whole day ahead of you and you kind of feel energized because these types of workouts basically give you more than they take out of you. Um, now, I will say this four-week plan um, you will find kind of taxing towards the end because <laughs> you're doing a lot of work. Um, but this is a four-week plan. You know, if you want to continue fat loss, you know, towards a fat loss goal after that, I would reduce the swings down a little bit, right? Um, give yourself a chance to sort of recover a little bit more because you're doing a lot of work. Um, you know, it, just get it down to 100 swings a day for five days a week, right? You cut that volume in half. Um, it won't be quite as quick, but then by then, you should have a handle on your eating, right? Because it takes about 21 days to build an eating habit or any type of habit. And so with this, you've got, you know, four weeks, so 28 days. So you should have those habits pretty ingrained um, and, you know, start to develop a habit of, okay, this is how I move. Um, and say with your... Uh, strength training component of this, you could continue on just progressing beyond or go up in weight, you know, or you get a whole different routine. You know, there's a bunch of different ways we can go with this. But um, this approach I found highly effective. Think of it as like a 30 day or a, you know, one month challenge, a four week challenge. Um, if you follow the rules of eating and get all of your workouts in, um, I have never seen anybody do it that hasn't lost an appreciable amount of body fat. Um, where it's like people are like, oh, you're looking good, right? And fundamentally, that's not the only thing we're looking at uh, when somebody says, hey, you're looking good. Um, 
you know, it's not the affirmation, but it's actually more the confirmation that it's working. If other people, because it, it happens slowly, we see each other or see ourselves every day. It's like, ah, oh, is there a difference? I fucking don't know. Um, obviously, if you can track on the scale, that can make one thing, but scale can go up and down because of water and um, what have you. Um, you know, the, the big one really comes in is if your waist around your belly button gets smaller. Um, and that's the thing. Like start your... Uh, you know, before you do this program, take your measurements, measure your waist, uh, measure your hips, measure your chest. Uh, if you want to see if some muscle building's going on, although we're not specifically targeting, you know, growing your biceps and triceps, measure your arm. Um, and so if you see a decrease in your waist size, um, that correlates very strongly to a drop in body fat. Uh, particularly if you're a guy, because we tend to carry it around the gut. Um, So if your gut's getting smaller, it's working, regardless of what the scale says, right? Because let's say you lose five pounds of body fat, but you put on uh, a pound of muscle, well, then in four weeks, it only looks like you lost four pounds, but you'll look quite a bit different, right? So yeah, if you go to uh, the show notes, you'll see the link that you can go download the PDF of the fat loss cheat code. Um, you know, the fat loss cheat code 30 day challenge. Um, uh, and then from there, um, send us messages in. Um, obviously you can reach us on Facebook at live wild radio. You can reach us on Instagram at live wild radio. Um, you could message us on our website, livewildradio.com. Um, we'd love to hear, uh, from people who are doing our workouts. Um, you know, obviously how they're working for you. Um, if there's anything we can help you with, uh, you know, the idea we have is to get you, uh, on a path to fitness. You know, whether, whether you end up being a paid customer or not, you know, I want to see people improve their lives. So that's why we're putting out a lot of this free content. Um, you know, it doesn't put together a whole year or anything for you, but if you were to just take a bunch of our like challenges and programs that'll be coming out and just stitch them together over the course of a year, you'll make some pretty good progress if you're diligent with it, if you're consistent. Um, you know, uh, obviously not all the programs are lining up perfectly with everybody's specific goal, right? Like each program has a emphasis and a goal to it. Um, you know, this particular one is not optimized for maximizing strength, um, or maximizing hypertrophy or muscle growth, but you'll get those, but it is optimized on ramping up your, um, calorie burn, um, while, creating a caloric deficit via diet. That combination is the magic that will then allow you to get lean. Um, and we know most people, uh, and myself included, cause I'm not anywhere near where I want to be yet. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those slow and steady progress things. Um, you know, most people aren't at the level of leanness they would like to be. Um, uh, so, you know, something like this can be a great start to that process. So hopefully you found this useful. Um, uh, and you know, basically send us any comments and questions and 
we want to hear from you guys. Like, uh, I want to know how we can help make your fitness journey more effective. Um, you know, and answer any questions. Okay. So until next time, I'm Winston and remember to work hard and play dirty.